Markitecture is a new publication offering in-depth interviews with leading vendors, founded by Ari Paparo, along with a team of ad and marketing tech experts. Every week, we add another two full-length video interviews from these experts to help you decide which partners are the best fit for your business. Visit Markitecture.tv to register and start receiving Markitecture's weekly free newsletter. This week on Next in Marketing, I spoke with Karthik Rao. He's the CEO of Nielsen Audience Measurement. We talked about the company's big launch of Nielsen What Ads, and I asked Karthik why this product took so long to come to fruition, and how it compares to all the would-be Nielsen killers in the market. Karthik and I also chatted about why panels still matter, what the company learned from Amazon's Thursday Night Football launch, and whether we'll finally get audience ratings for video games like Fortnite. Let's get started. Everything we know about the media, marketing, and advertising business is being completely upended thanks to technology and data. We're talking with some of the top industry leaders as they steer their companies through constant change. Welcome to Next in Marketing. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Next in Marketing. My guest this week is Karthik Rao. He's the CEO of, of, the, of the Nielsen Audience Measurement Group. Hey, Karthik. Thanks for being here. My pleasure, entirely, Mike. Thanks for having me. Um, this is a great moment to talk to you because your company has some big news. There's a, a huge product out in the market. Can you Let's just start from the top and like, let's talk about what Nielsen One Ads is and then maybe like get into where, where this is taking your business and what the ultimate goal is going to be. Yeah, so I, let, me, let me do the traditional thing and ask you back the question, Mike. You've been in the game a long time. How long have you heard of cross-platform measurement in your memory? Oh, How far ago can you go? Uh, uh, quite a while. I mean, I, I've, from your company and many others, um, I think this is, I, I remember Nielsen having something called the three screen initiative. We, we still about the third screen, uh, like in the, God, I was at the mid 2000s. I'm trying to think yeah. when people started, when phones started becoming a thing and in video game consoles. Yeah. Uh, so it has been a mission for this world for a long time. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly right. We've been, we've also had our other attempts at it, but really, um, cross media measurement, um, we're super excited about what just got put out of the market this week, uh, which is called Nielsen One Ads, which is really, uh, for the first time, truly this notion of cross media. So we're talking about television, you know, that's broadcast and cable. We're talking about CTV. We're talking about computer and mobile. So all things digital, if you will, um, for the first time. Um, having metrics that are truly deduplicated from a reach and frequency perspective, because that's been, you know, something that the industry has asked and wanted for a very long time. So what we just put out in the market is sort of the version one. Um, you know, it, it like this is about an industry change that we're trying to play an important role in. Our job is to create the capability for the industry to ultimately use this. Uh, ideally for transaction purposes. Um, so this is the very first version uh, and we're super excited. And yeah, it's been a very long journey to get here. It's not easy to do what we're trying to do, but uh, we're here with the first very large step uh, this week. Now let's just be clear about what it is and isn't. It, this is for ad campaigns. This is not the... There is another version of this for for content and media companies, right? Correct, yeah. And and the reason for that is, you know, for for a very long time, um, you know, the measurement, even even the one that's actually used today um, is, is typically the content and ad are 
effectively yeah. the same thing. It's it's like the measurement is sort of contained within the content measurement, if you will. 20 million people watched X show. That means 20 million people watched my ad. Correct. Yeah, that, that's the idea. But if you think about where the world is going, because uh, that's how buying and selling happened, right? Uh, predominantly in the ad marketplace. But if you think about the advent of all things digital and streaming, uh, typically, you know, the the buying and selling and the usage of the data tends to be, you know, different. Uh, and so the only way to adapt and be flexible to both those environments where you can actually showcase your content as a means to get, um, you know, eyeballs. And also you can sell, you know, how many eyeballs you have actually capable of delivering to an advertiser. We want to be flexible to both. So we actually separated out both. So there is a uh, Nielsen one for content as well. We have a early version of that called Alpha, um, and that also is meant to be a complementary capability to the ads. Uh, but really, this is about putting a real granular spotlight around each of those, and then you can you can obviously you know go to market whichever way you want, either separately right. or together. But that's our job is to create the flexibility and advance the cause of measurement. So the the content product that is coming that will be will that be the I'll, you'll be able to tell me how many people watched Yellowstone on TV and CTV and phones or whatever. That that that's what that will look like. That's that's exactly right. This the same metric. So you get a total comprehensive uh, viewing behavior um, measurement for for a piece of content. Uh, because today again, it's pretty fragmented. And so how do you put all that together so that you get a nice clean view and it affects a lot of decisions, distribution, licensing pricing, all of that stuff. Let's talk about, you, you mentioned how long this has taken and obviously we were we were talking about cross-screen measurement before even CTV was a big deal. So the, the, the conditions keep changing or the stuff you're trying to track keep changing. But can you talk about like what, what is so challenging about this? I'm, I'm sure it's not simple, but it, if you're from the from the outside, you might say, oh, why don't you just put some 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 code or some tags and everything and then and it'll be done. Like what is it a matter of getting in SDKs and all the apps? Is it a matter of building new tags, codes? Like what's so hard about this? Can you explain? So yeah, it, it actually sounds like it's pretty easy. Um, and you know, we all wish it was a simple day where you could just build a pack. Put a pixel on it. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that part of the <laughs> part of the challenge, I guess it's all complicated, is uh, a lot of pixels are are going away, right? That's that's a, yeah. a good example of one of the reasons why this is complicated to do. But more importantly, it's about what are the technologies and methodologies that ultimately allow you to harmonize at the very end so that the metrics are truly comparable um, and they're actually telling you the same thing and you're not dealing with an apple and an orange. So that requires us to have a level of flexibility across all of the various distribution endpoints. Uh, and, and part of this is about the real importance of panels because they're the only actual measure of what people are doing but panels are not enough because of the fragmentation, right? Like you, you have continually, it's not scalable to increase the panel to capture all this fragmentation. Right. Uh, and so you've got to work with direct integrations with each of these players, but then it, it's like you got to work with each of these players and work in a way that works for them from a privacy perspective, from a tech perspective, you know, not everybody wants the same version of the SDK for various reasons um, because you're ultimately putting things inside their operating system. And so there's a need for us to have the level of flexibility. Yeah. But then the single most important thing is they all ultimately have to, whatever you do, it's like a whole bunch of Risen Warriors 
that ultimately have to lead into the ocean and the ocean has to make it all comparable. That's, that's the challenge here. Is it as simple, like when uh, this, maybe this analogy doesn't work, but if you're tracking digital ad campaigns for like a display, for example, you only have a couple of browsers that really matter. Most site sites are built with commonality. You have a lot of standards. Is it just the fact that like everybody's app is different? There's a million t- versions of TVs and you're talking about different kinds of phones. And tr- like, is that, is it just the, there's no standard yes. tech to plug into? Yes. Um, I, I think part of this is no, nobody builds devices and platforms with the first priority of enabling measurement. Yeah. Uh, they build it to create the best experience, right? right? It's, not, it's uh, not on Samsung's mind when they're first making the TV, you know, like. Correct. Yeah. So so that that creates, but look, this is an opportunity for us to showcase our, our technical promise, right? Like we've done this for a long time. Yeah. Um, it's less known how well we're integrated in CTV and they're all different players. Uh, but we're able to ultimately, using all these technology integrations, ultimately create metrics that are truly comparable. That's the game, and that's why it's hard. Um, and 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 so that is the journey. And if not us, then who? Right. Right. So uh, that's sort of where we're at. Well, there's the, there's a lot of other who's that will that want to say they're the, they're the next you, but I'll I'll get to that. But can you? <laughs> you mentioned this already, and when you guys announced announced this product, you talked about like it's been popular to pound on the panel as being like. Why would you have a panel anymore? You can just track everything in digital. Um, that's so dated. But you've you've talked about why that is so important. Can you can you, can you expound on that? Expand yeah, on yeah that? I, I think I think it's really important. It's an important concept. Um, it, like the, the ultimate consumer behavior has to be some 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 source of observed data, and, and the best source of observed data for us is actually a panel where we actually know what people are doing. It's not just whether there's existence of uh, content in the room at a particular moment. It's who are the people in the room? What are they doing? And all of our metering technology enables that. So that gives us, think of it as a truth set for actual human behavior. Um, all of these other data sets, uh, think about it. They're, they're data set, they're data generated by machines. Uh, the human side of that, what's on the other side of the screen is not known. We are the only ones that have a, a robust enough truth set for what's happening on the other side of the screen. And the magic is then combining these two so you get the best of both, right? But ultimately, advertising is delivered, intended to be delivered to humans. Content is intended to be delivered to humans. It's about people. So the people side of it is what the panel brings to the equation. Uh, and that's where the methodologies have to be really robust in the sense of they're bringing that uh, capability and that lens to all of these other sources of data, which, by the way, we do a lot of what our, our, you know, other players in the market do. We do very similar things, but our focus always has to be, does it represent people? And then does it all ultimately add up to 100? That's really important, right? Because if you do things differently and suddenly your reach numbers are over the size of the population of America, right. something's not working right. Right. Well, you kind of hinted at that when you made this announcement. Well, uh, let me let me back up. Where, when you, you mentioned how important it is to have both panel and big data, the past few years, the the ACR data has been touted as the it's the real big data in television. You got to have that, or you don't really know what's going on. Do you have? Do you need that? Is this, is that part of this product, or can you get other sources of like quote unquote big data? Yeah, I, I think you know the the more traditional ones today are set top box data. Think of that as your cable box. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I think that the general challenge with the cable box is that it's sort of declining. It's it's a little bit of a yep. declining penetration um, device, if you will. ACR is everybody's buying TVs with you know some version of uh, content recognition technology in there. 
So, so they both have different like pluses and minuses, but it's a little bit about ACR is important because that's a little bit of where, you know, the growth is in terms of devices in people's homes. Uh, but we use both types of data sets and it's okay. about having the flexibility uh, so that you can work on both. Uh, but you got to face the harsh reality that, you know, set-top boxes are not exactly growing in terms of penetration yeah. right now. Uh, that's that's the complication. But so you're not locked out of getting ACR data because of now, all these other competitors. No, we work with we work with um, we work with Roku. We work with Vizio. Uh, our Roku relationship is uh, is very important, uh, as is Vizio. But they're the, the two the two players right, right now. Right. Uh, and and everybody works with someone different. But it's about scale. It's about having a long term partnership. Um, and and that's sort of you know, our, our secret sauce here. Gotcha. Okay. Um, we mentioned, we keep talking about this various upstarts that are trying to become either the next Nielsen or to disrupt the space. When you guys made your announcement about, uh, what Nielsen won with ads, Nielsen won with ads, you mentioned, you hinted that it's, it's important to not have data from a single device or single source. Um, can you, can you, can you talk about why that is, is important? I, th I think it's it's a little bit about, look, like what do you really, it's really important to focus on like what should be the end outcome here. The end outcome has to have a bunch of things, right? It has to be, it has to have coverage. It has to represent the population of the marketplace. So it, it has to add up to 100. You can't have um, populations that are left out of the measurement just because the technology or the data set doesn't enable it. Uh, so for instance, uh, over the air is about, you know, close to 15, 20% of the population is people who just literally get television. Antennas, yeah. Antennas, right? So that exists. They're, they're real people. They spend yeah. real money in the world. Um, how do you measure that, right? So it's important you keep that in mind. Multicultural is really important. So each of these data sets create some capability. Like over the air, our panels do an amazing job at that because by definition, it has to, a panel has to represent the way uh, the population is. And so, so you get, a bunch of different capabilities from each of these data sets. And the trick here is how to put it together. But our job as at least today in many parts of the ecosystem where we're called the currency, we've been anointed, which means buyers and sellers use us for transactions. Right. The standard for us has to be way higher. I acknowledge that. Um, and, and so it's a matter of everybody else, all these upstarts, what they're doing, can they fulfill ultimately the role of what, what the bar should be for a currency. Um, and I think the market will have to judge that. Right. Right. Because it's one thing to have raw data from one kind of television set, for example. Right. But you don't know that does that represent the entire country economically, demographically, all those things. So that's the kind of stuff you have to piece together, I suppose. Yeah. Correct. And, and then it had, the data has to be stable. It has to be explainable. It has to be auditable. It needs accreditation. Uh -huh. There's a whole series of steps that ultimately create uh, data sets that people can truly ultimately transact on. So that it's not just about data and models and technology. There's a lot of other responsible like actions and capabilities that it needs to represent that ultimately make the marketplace trusted right. to trade on it. Right? So that's the bar we have to hold for ourselves. And that's a hard thing to do, but yeah. you know we've been doing it for a while. All right, let's talk about some of um the big the big tv networks the big media companies that you have worked with as you know as you know it's been almost sport for some of them to take shots at nielsen or to be critical because they're and they're very public about testing you know paramount's doing something with video amp and samba's doing something with disney and the, and the list goes on yet they all seem to be still working with nielsen as far as i know 
Can you kind of kind of shed some light or, or make bring some clarity to where things actually stand with your biggest partners and whether they where they where they're going? Yeah, I mean these these are all really important clients to us. Um, I I think I think as their businesses are evolving, they they owe it to themselves to also look for other ways in which to maximize what they do. Measurement is a very important component of that because that's ultimately how the buyer and seller of what they make with the product is. Uh, content and inventory is valued the right way. So this is in in many ways it's um, it's not new. It's always existed, um, but I think it's their right to figure out what is the best way for them to create capabilities to monetize their content and deliver what their advertiser want. Um, and so it, it it's helpful to us in the sense that a lot of our innovation is also directed towards those same problems, which we hear uh, the reasons why all of these other uh, players are um, are in the in the marketplace. Uh, but we're doing kind of very, very, very similar things, and we want to fulfill those needs as well. Right. But ultimately, it all has to come back down to, can you get a data set that's sophisticated, that is predictable, that helps in forecasting, helps in planning um, on an everyday basis, that is auditable, that is accredited, these are the characteristics that ultimately will will make the biggest difference. So we welcome anything that can create additional capability for the inventory owner to do what they need to, which is maximize their revenue. We right. like, we're more than we partner with many of these players as well. So but, you know, as much as the, as they've been you know touting alternative currencies and their ability to write you know ink deals this year with different kind of metrics, nobody's nobody's actually fired Nielsen, right? As far as I can tell, they're, you're, you're you're still working with everybody. Yeah, I mean, I I, th I think the what what we take away at Nielsen um, is that th there's a lot of change in the ecosystem, and with the change, there's there's new needs, and there's a level of you know interest and anxiety towards getting ready for the future, yeah. which is a much more streaming led future. Uh, so it's a moment where everybody's capability should be tested, retested. Uh, and nobody wants to build for the future trying to retrofit to the past. That's just the wrong way to yeah. do it. And we ourselves have made this mistake, which is where, you know, like 10 years ago when we tried to do this thing called cross-media, we were basically trying to retrofit because we didn't yeah. really know digital and streaming was going to go. But this gives us an opportunity to, like, say, wait a second, like, start over. What, Let's what, rebuild what we are, how we work. You know, and, and how do you work from here? So, um, but the principles... You know, it's about people. You advertise to people. You got to be able to represent people. It all has to add up to 100. It's got to be trusted. It's got to be reliable. Mm -hmm. It can't be black boxes. It has to be auditable. That's why you don't want black boxes because then no one can explain what's happening. Right. And ultimately, creation, right? Like that becomes really important. We're, to the best of my knowledge, we're the only ones that in this space are as committed as resilient and as invested in the accreditation process because it, it helps Okay, let's let's get back to the to the announcement and the new product. Uh, what, what like in terms of what Nielsen One Ads can actually do? One of the big issues, as you know, in the industry with with CTV especially, is while it's the growth is robust and everyone's excited, the ad experience is not so great all the time, especially the frequency. Can you know that everyone's kind of hoping? Well, everyone is promising to fix this in some way. It doesn't seem to be getting fixed. Can this product actually help? brands figure out I am way overdoing with this target or this service, what do I do? That is that is a hundred percent, you know, the absolute use case of what this is all about. It is 
to be able to understand what is actually happening with reach and its interaction with frequency. Uh, I mean, you and me both, like I've watched a bunch of TV over the last few months where I literally sat and counted the times I saw the same commercial over mm-hmm. and over again. Um, and it, it's it's a little bit shocking, right? In this day and age in 2023, yeah. we're still dealing with this. You, you would accept it on like lousy basic cable, not channel 99, but it's happening on the most premium services. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so th- th- so this is the reason why our resilience and commitment to cross media has been this strong because it's unacceptable, right? And so we take our responsibility in that. If we're able to actually provide it, deduplicated reach and frequency across the screen types uh, and platforms, then people have a chance to actually say, wait a second, we need a frequency gap in certain areas and create the technology to do that. But today, like when you have fragmented, disjointed measurement systems, it's impossible to do that. Nobody knows, right? Yeah. Like that's the fundamental issue uh, around cross media is that right. you know your frequency in 12 different places, but not a, not collectively. That's a problem. Exactly. That is the fundamental problem, right? And, uh, and and so it's not great for the consumer experience. In the end, it actually hurts. It hurts brands and hurts platforms. Okay. So on that note, that this product should help brands have really good visibility into what their real reach is, do you duplicate it, whether, whether frequency is bad or good, and hopefully make some changes. But the is this going to also provide the industry seems often is talking about we need a single identifier like we do like we've like we've had a digital even though digital that's really changing um but you know it, to date you've had every media company kind of having their own identifier you have open ap with an identifier the trade desk is is a single identifier part of nielsen one is that something that so 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 let's take a, take a step back why do yeah. we need identifiers the, the reason you need an id system is because uh, because of privacy laws, much more data that's out there in the marketplace comes without any form of identifier to connect it back to a human. It's mm-hmm. the basic, you know, construct of privacy. So when you're using big census type data sets like RPD or ACR, um, people are very conscious around how much, you know, human information is being transmitted along with the data. And so so we need systems and capabilities to, to be able to probably estimate who this person is. Which household do they belong to? And and that and and the the challenge there is that everybody uses different ingredients to create their yep. ID back, right? It's a good thing and it's a bad thing. So the trick here is you need interoperability. We've got to be able to say of the IDs that person, you know, company X has, you know, how many of those IDs are in our ecosystem by creating connection points between let's call it like whatever, ID normalization, right? Yeah. And so the you don't want to standardize so much that the the nuance that everybody has used to build their ID system is lost. Right. So interoperability becomes particularly important because you know when 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 a company builds an ID backbone, they're using some ingredients that are unique to them and their customer base yeah. that goes into the backbone. Right. So you got to maintain that like nuance at the same time. Interoperability is what it's really about. Right. that's the flexibility the industry needs. Right. You talked about things need to add up to 100. Well, they, you're talking Correct. about in this case, it's like different denominators, different formulas being used, and how do you actually like mold all that together? Right. So that, that's that's the challenge, yes. Okay. So what what if if you guys get this right, what happens? Does that, do we, is there, is, does this become the standard identifier or there, do we need all these other identifiers? Does, does market- I, I think you will, I think you will always need other identifiers. The, the, the more important thing is, from our perspective, 
can we provide measurement that in simple English, can it add up to 100% of uh-huh. the US population as an example? And can it do that repeatedly? And it doesn't bounce around so that one campaign has disproportionate number of, you know, females versus the next campaign. You right. Know, it's got to be resilient. It's got to be robust enough. I think that's really important. Um, but but again, like we're not in the business of trying to standardize IDs. We just, we realize that an ID capability is important for most companies. It's the only way to interact around the definition of who a human is, which is really important uh, going forward. There is there is news just the other day about big, five big TV companies are kind of have this like joint venture where they're trying to sort out what's going on with audience measurement and evaluate a bunch of these new upstarts. Can you tell me anything about that and what your participation is or isn't? Yeah, I mean, look, it's uh, it's all there are clients, and yeah. uh, I I think I think you know we we see we see this happen from time to time, uh, which is you know clients trade associations come together to create um, you know standard certification processes. Uh, we will we participate and play with as many as we can given time and resources. Um, yeah, and so you know if anyone is like coming together to advance the cause of measurement, like it is our responsibility to get involved because um, it'll help make things better. The yeah. trick here is, of course, um, you know, part of the challenge here is if everybody has different standards, then how do you, like we're stuck in a no man's sure. land of how do you, there's all of that, but we've done that before. Um, but generally speaking, I, I think this is good to sort of raise the bar and the conversation around measurement because, you know, um, if there's not enough of a light on it, then people don't understand that. The, yeah. Like, look, that the, the things that we talked about today, it's complicated. There's tech involved. There's privacy involved. Totally. There's this methodology. Like, it's hard. Uh, so keeping the dialogue level high will also help. But, you know, standards and certifications, I think, are, are they help lift yeah. the overall quality of the ecosystem. All right. Shifting gears from currency wars for a moment. Can you, can you, can you, it was interesting that you were selected this year to track the, the performance of Amazon's Thursday Night Football. Can you talk about what you've learned in terms of tracking live streaming events like that? And how, as, as we, it seems like a lot more live sports are going to come to streaming. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's been a great endeavor for us. We we'll, we we'll love that particular relationship. Obviously, uh, I, I, I think, I think it should be fairly clear that sports and sports live viewing of sports is a really important uh, you know, I wouldn't say battleground. It's a phenom that matters a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, think of, you know, when you think of appointment-based viewing, right? Like when, when do you actually go turn on a TV to yeah. do something at a particular time? Disproportionately tends to be 10 elements in sports, right? Yep. And so it's a great it's a great phenom. I think the experience has been great for Amazon as well. Um, as, as you've seen, YouTube has, has also, um, you know, signed up. Uh, I believe it is Sunday. Um, and, and Sunday so this ticket, will, right. You know, right. So, so I, I think, I think this ability, this is why we love the game we're in, right? Because it puts another interesting way for us to create a distrib, a, a traditional distribution capability into a new platform. How do you measure that, and then how does it all add up to 100 in the end? Right. So that the NFL can look at everything and compare and say, okay, we understand what's going on with the NFL or yeah. the advertiser, right? Uh, we, we, we love this, this phenom and it brings us an opportunity to create a lot more innovation, uh, such as the use of panels, the use of first party data. It raises all those questions, which, yeah. which we think is a great journey for us. Um, speaking of big events, like, especially in my world, like the, the growth of like live events on a Fortnite or a Roblox is huge. 
I, I don't you you don't often see numbers that are any that any like equivalent to a Nielsen rating for those kind of things. With your new products, are you gonna be able to to do that? Like where you could tell us how many people are playing Fortnite versus watching TV in a given night or something like that? Yeah, I I think the way we have reconstructed the measurement platform is designed to be flexible for the future. Um, uh -huh. Because by definition, like I said, it is a real amalgamation of the best of the best capabilities of panels and humans. You know, everything going on in that home. It's the data sources. It's the integrations to get the data needed to create the measurement. And so this is for us. It's exciting because finally we feel like you don't have to sit there and scratch your head for, okay, how exactly are we going to do this uh, is much less of a question than it was even four years ago for right. us. Then it's a question of, you know, priorities, demand. Um, and, and obviously for us, the more things there are to measure keeps us in business. So yeah, we, sure. We, we love that. But it'd be wild to see at some point, like, you know, the, the average number of young people watching the NBA versus Fortnite or something like that down the road at certain given time period. So it'll be fascinating to see yeah, what happens Yeah, metaverse, like, yeah, yeah, 100%. These boards, like all these areas, uh, versioning, a lot of time being spent there, right? So yeah. it's important to us. I want to, another thing, you, you guys have chronicled the growth of YouTube on CTV uh, in particular. One thing, it's, just coming back from CES last week, it's there. TikTok definitely seems to be trying to be getting on television more. They're made it, they're making they're getting their app distri distributed. Are you seeing any traction there? I haven't seen I haven't seen any evidence that that's popping yet. Are you, are you tracking TikTok on TV? So so I I you know probably not helpful for me to get into a very specific clients yeah. uh, right Mike, but I I can tell you the the phenom of crossing uh distribution endpoints is 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 pretty widespread. Right. Um, and and it's the same sort of concept of Amazon on Thursday Night Football. It's it's in that same category of crossing over distribution right. endpoint, you will if you think about it. Um, and, and so that is all opportunity for us. We spend a lot of time with all of these clients around how to make sure, because for them, it's still the same question, right? What I do today one way and what I want to do tomorrow, how do I know the interaction of that with my end consumer, Yeah. right? So, so even within platform, they want to understand uh, the interaction, the deduplication, and the and sort of the way consumers interact. Uh, and then there's of course a cross platform, so it's it's an important area. All right, let's let's close with Carthur. What, what should we look for? The rest, you know, it's early in 2023. Your new product is out there. What's next for you guys? How do we gauge whether Nielsen One Ads is is gaining traction? What what should we what should we expect over the next three to six months? Yeah, I, I think the most important thing. Um, so so I. I hope it's not lost there. What we're doing right now with Nielsen One Ads is really about putting it out there, starting to get clients to engage with it, to really understand. It's a big change, like the 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 old way, the new way, and and trying to do do this all seamlessly is a change. So sure. we want to be partners in that change. We want to be able to explain how things actually- You got to figure it out together. We got to figure it out together because new things we're going to learn. This is the first time it's been actually put out there cohesively and comprehensively, right? So there's going to be a long list of new questions that come up, which is what we want, right? And you know, new standards, new features. So this is an important year for us to actually strengthen the capability by a lot of client, very specific client input that drives usability. Um, right. And, and all sides of the fence, buyers, sellers. Yeah. Uh, that to me is the most important. Everything we do, we do not want to declare victory by the fact that we put something out there. We've got to help 
be the Sherpas for change. That right. that has to be really important. And and that to me is a very important focus. So um, again, like this is an exciting moment for us, but it's new and it's yeah. new for everyone. And it's been a 20 plus year journey, as you know, right? Yeah. And so, so, so it's easy to like imagine things when they're not there. No, it's here. Right. Now there's going to be a lot of new questions, right? Finally, which is good. Yeah. But it's going to be it's going to be fascinating to see how it plays out and how it really has the potential to change the way this business works. Right. Arthur, thanks so much for your time. A great conversation. I, I appreciate it, Mike. Thanks for making the time. A big thank you to my guest this week, Karthik Rao, CEO of Nielsen Audience Measurement and my partners at Architecture. If you like this week's episode, please take a moment to rate and leave a review. We have lots more to bring you, so be sure to hit the subscribe button. We'll see you next time for more on what's next in marketing.